On this episode, we talk to Kyle Schmidt, the co-founder and director of product for Blue Pipes. Atlas All Access starts now. Coming to you from Atlas Medstaff in Omaha, Nebraska. You ask, we answer. Welcome to Atlas All Access. Kyle, welcome. Thanks for having me, Rich. Thanks for having me, Adam. Appreciate it. We, uh, we're very thankful for, for your time. Thank you. Absolutely. So just a little, a little background, and this is, I, I want to talk about it because we were one, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Atlas, oh gosh, almost six years ago, like five years ago, was one of the very first adopters of Blue Pipes when you started. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. Yeah, you guys uh, came on board really quickly. You guys were very excited about what we were doing and very supportive as well. So we really appreciate that. So um, yeah, so we've been working together for quite some time, keeping in contact for six years, near well five years now, five years. Five now, years, yeah. Five years. What I never told you was in the very very beginning for us, so five years ago, our skills checklists were garbage, and you <laughs> you had really good skills checklists, and so it just made sense for us to to accept your, that, that whole packet that, you know, when a nurse goes to Blue Pipes to fill out all that information. Right, right, right. And those skills checklists can be a bear to create. So that's totally understandable. Um, we spent a lot of time and, and effort on ours. Um, it was one of the big lifts at the beginning before we launched the product that, that we had to, you know, pick up. And um, so yeah, it's a totally understandable, yeah. Yeah, so it's exciting to see uh, the, the, your new list, your top 10 list just came out. Uh, what, last, was it last week? Yes, we uh, created a top 10 list um, uh, again for 2018 and that came out just last week, yes. So that kind of, uh, we, we just started a new thing out here on the podcast, our Facebook post of the week. This is the Facebook post of the week. So this week's Facebook post of the week is your top 10 list and we just happened to we just happened to be on it so we figured what better time to have you on to talk about blue pipes than it coincides with with the uh, with your top 10 list right right which is no surprise you guys being there that the surprise as i mentioned in the article is that you guys aren't uh, listed higher if uh, like i said in the article but talk to travel nurses on facebook uh, they'd have you at number one you guys have a great presence there and, and we know you're doing a great job as uh, you know providing a great service so Thank you. Trust me, we uh, will be higher next year. I, I can promise you that. I have no doubt. So okay, so let's let's uh, let's go through a couple questions here real quick. Take me back to the very very beginning. When how did Blue Pipes start? Right. So in the beginning, the basic gist of it is, you know, I was working. I was working in the healthcare staffing industry as a recruiter and uh, manager and director at a healthcare staffing company here where I am locally in Sacramento. Um, the company is called Valley Healthcare Systems. Um, and I was fortunate enough that the, the guys who started the company uh, well prior to my arrival um, were very, very close friends of mine. We've been friends for uh, over 25 years now. So I was able to get a high level overview of the company as well as, you know, be down in the trenches doing the, the, the nitty gritty work on a day to day basis. Um, and the whole concept for Blue Pipes or how it got to start was just as a result of you know, dealing with problems in the industry that we all deal with, um, both travelers and uh, recruiters on, on an ongoing basis. Um, and a lot of those problems uh, revolve around uh, the onboarding process, um, you know, the, the submission process, filling out all of that paperwork and that documentation and sort of 
the problem around that is that there's this disconnect between um, the desires, which are understandable of the healthcare professional and the reality of the job market. So for example, uh, the healthcare professional um, will often not want to fill out that paperwork, again, very understandable, until a job opens up. Um, and then they'll be interested in filling out that paperwork because the job's available that they want. Um, as we know, uh, the time to fill in the travel healthcare industry is extremely um, lower than what it is in the permanent market. Um, you know, in the permanent market, it's 40 days to fill a job for a registered nurse. Uh, in the travel healthcare industry, it might be 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. and, and these days, maybe even 40 seconds, you know. Um, so that disconnect there, of course, there's just a lot of friction in the process. And that, of course, has a lot of fallout. And so one of the things that I would do as a recruiter, and we would have our recruiters do, is to just, just help the healthcare professional in any way you can. You know, get that, get their resume, um, take a skills checklist from another company if, if you had to, or just from anywhere that you could. Let's get that submission profile set up as quickly and easily as we can for the travel healthcare professional so that we could uh, start that process and, and make it you know, painless on them. And so that's kind of where the sort of the main fundamental idea of, of the website came from was that the fact that I was willing to, to go through that work and as a recruiter and, and take those steps, I figured you know, all, all recruiters would be or all companies would be. It's, it's a speed to market issue. Let's just get the, you know, make it quick and frictionless for the candidate. And that's really where the idea came from. Um, that, and then the other main problem that, that we um, kind of saw in the industry was, or well, there were actually several other problems, but, uh, and, and I don't mean problems to say that things are, you know, bad or duplicitous or in any way, you know, shady or anything like that. I'm talking about problems with, uh, you know, onboarding and friction and, and that kind of stuff. Hmm. Um, and so the uh, issue that, that we had there was, uh, the other issue that we were confronting was that we had, um, uh, you know, an issue with candidates releasing their personally identifiable information and uh, getting inundated with telephone calls and emails and, and uh, the problems that those surrounded. So um, in the uh, in that regard, what we did was, you know, we made our, our platform. Um, uh, we keep the personally identifiable information private. And we have on-site messaging and, and communication that way. So those were the two main ideas. Um, and that's how we kind of got our start in the beginning. How has it, over the years, how has it kind of grown and changed? Um, it's grown and changed significantly over the years. Um, I mean, you know, we basically started out with a very minimum viable product. It looked like a set of stick figures, uh, you know, drawn out on a piece of paper as opposed to the, you know, Picasso that we had originally envisioned. Um, our minimum viable product just included the, the, the document downloads and, uh, you know, um, the ability to message and connect with recruiters and, and stuff like that on the, on the uh, platform. And it's built up into a website that's got tons of robust features and a much better design, uh, designed for mobile first. Uh, and, you know, it's got, um, you know, just a ton of features that document upload for the healthcare professional to help them sort of create a central repository for all of their documents and, and uh, details um, so they can easily onboard with companies. Um, we have a recruiters list, a company's list, company pages now. Um, we have launched our job posting feature. Um, we have availability notifications so that the candidate can come in and just update a, an availability setting um, and easily um, receive inquiries from recruiters through our platform so that their personally identifiable contact information stays private. Um, so we have a lot of features and we have a lot more to build, though. Um, we're still not even at the point where we've... Uh, 
realize the original full vision of the website. So that was my kind of leads into my next question is like, what are the long-term goals? Like, where do you, where do you want to be? Right. So the long-term goals are actually really lofty. Um, we, we view that, you know, we're really iterating for the travel healthcare market specifically. Um, and we're focused on the travel healthcare market specifically, but in the grander vision, um, we see those same problems exist in the permanent market. And I saw those exist in the permanent market as well. Um, when I was uh, recruiting, we did some permanent placement. Um, and so the platform, the grand vision of the platform is to sort of be a cross between LinkedIn and HealthStream. So what I tell folks is that we, um, we, uh, we provide a, basically we open source the um, tools and features that are typically only otherwise found within the confines of expensive talent acquisition software. Um, we give those to the healthcare professional uh, so that they can sort of manage everything themselves and streamline or make the whole talent acquisition and career management process seamless. Um, and uh, so the grand vision is sort of to be this for the entire healthcare industry and not just the travel healthcare industry. Sure. Absolutely. Do you do you see the the travel nursing industry the way it is now? Do you see it the same way in five, 10 years or or if and if it changes, um, do you feel that your platform you can um, redirect or, or continue to do what you're doing with with that change? Yeah, so we certainly see changes in the travel healthcare industry coming. I mean, technology is uh, making changes, you know, or creating changes already. And we see ourselves as part of that change. Um, you know, I know that there's a lot of things out there. Uh, there's a lot of uh, companies out there and, and talk out there about this concept of replacing the healthcare staffing company with something else. And I don't really necessarily believe that that's even a possibility. Um, at the end of the day, a company who is saying that they're replacing a healthcare staffing agency is essentially still a healthcare staffing agency because at the end of the day, they're going to have to W2 those candidates. They're going to have to do all that kind of stuff. And, um, and uh, they're going to have to, uh, you know, keep those candidates uh, W2 basically. And that's a staffing agency in essence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Rich and I have talked about that yeah. a lot of, of just the human contact or the human interaction of a lot of this. And, and we don't see that going away, you know, you, that you got to have that human contact of, of some sort. So yeah. I would agree on that. Let's talk about the list. When, where'd the idea for the list come from and you know, what, how did, how has that kind of grown over the years? Yeah. So that's a, uh, that's, that's got an interesting backstory. Um, so when we originally started making lists, um, the original way that we got started was we, we were running comparisons of highway hypodermics and travel nursing central. Each of those companies put out a list of the top 10 companies of the year. Um, and we originally ran with uh, a list comparing those two. So we thought, you know, that was super interesting. And I still think it is super interesting to see the differences between the two lists, uh, how some companies are on one, but not on the other. And, some have very low rankings on one uh, site and and not on the other mm -hmm. um, or will be on the list of the other so um so there's that that's what we did for the first few years that we ran the list and then we made a change in uh, 2017 and started running a list whereby um we went out and uh compared um or excuse me not compared but aggregated all of the um, ratings that we could find from across the web uh, into one sort of aggregate score. Um, and so that 
uh, is what we do now. And um, I think the reason, sort of the impetus behind that was, you know, just again, seeing that list and those differences uh, year to year uh, and recognizing that, you know, this is just sort of the fundamentals of the industry. There's relatively few uh, travel healthcare professionals um, out there. Getting reviews is very difficult. Um, you know, the vast majority of product or, you know, uh, service users don't leave reviews. And so getting a real robust sort of set of data for reviews is, is actually quite difficult. Uh, and so we felt that aggregating all of that into aggregating all of the reviews that we could find into one sort of score was sort of gave us a bigger sample size. And so we liked that approach and that's how we started doing it in 2017. And so this is year two for the list, is that right? This is year two for the, for the list, the way that we're doing it now, yes. Mm -hmm. So I know you and I had talked about this a little bit, and I mean, there, there is a ton of detail that goes into, into each one of those companies that you know, made the top 10, but then just in general, to get to that top 10, talk through how much time it takes to produce that list. Sometimes I think that I should be committed for even doing it. Um, I mean, honestly, it's, uh, so I, it's, hard to, it's hard to quantify because I have some other things going on while I'm doing it. But man, I mean, if I had to estimate the amount of time just in terms of man hours, it's probably like 80 to 120, like so two to three weeks total wow. to put everything together. And so what we're talking about in the terms of that process is, you know, first, you know, the first year, last year, I went out and I sort of collected all of the data for the first time. So the easy thing is, you know, you go to one central source and sort of find your list of travel healthcare companies, which we had already. And then you go to each of those, you know, services, Travel Nursing Central, Highway Hypodermics, Facebook, Indeed, Glassdoor. Last year we used travel nursing blogs. We didn't use travel nursing blogs this year, so we used Google. The point is that in year one, it was really about going, so I would have to go into Indeed and literally search for each company within Indeed, find their page, and then add their data to the to the spreadsheet. So that's what it's in, it's in this big spreadsheet, right? Um, so you're going out and doing that for 250 companies, right? Um, so that took took a long time this year, or last year. And then this year, of course, I you know saved all of the links to all of those pages where they were like, so here's your Indeed, you know, a link to your company's page on Indeed and on Glassdoor, and so I had all those links. Mm -hmm. So then at that point, it just became about clicking through getting to that page and putting the data into the spreadsheet. Um, then, uh, you know, of course, some companies didn't have uh, a page or I couldn't find a page for them last year. So I had to go and search for them again this year. And then, of course, you know, this year we made some changes. And of course, we wanted to uh, have this year over year difference uh, factor where we were adding some extra weight for the difference between this year and last year, right? Because we want this to be a best companies of the year list, not a best companies of all time list, right? Mm -hmm. And so we, uh, you know, I had to go through, it took a long time to figure out how we were gonna do that. And I had to run a bunch of different sample calculations of how exactly we would calculate the differences uh, and create those different scores. And so that's what really took a lot of time this year. And then of course, once you've done all that, you have to look at your list of, of the top 20 companies that because that's what we list. We actually list the top 20 and we look at, I look at those and I literally go through each one of them to make sure that there's nothing shady going on with the scores. I go and give a spot check of the reviews to make sure that it's not, you know, like 
you know, no offense to people in the Philippines, but it's not a bunch of people in the Philippines leaving reviews for travel nursing company in America, right? Like, mm-hmm. so nobody's doing anything shady or anything like that. And then you have to write the article. And so it really does take, uh, it's a significant, significant amount of time. Having, having seen your spreadsheet going over that last week with you in, in our position there, I, I can absolutely vouch for this. You, I, I do not know how, how you did it, but uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It, yeah. And I can tell you, have, having been parts of a lot of lists out there, I mean, Atlas shows up on, on, on a lot of different, you know, top 10 lists, top 20 lists, whatever. Yeah. By far, this is, this is the most in-depth. Like, we earned our spot here. And, and everybody that, every company that appears in the list earned their spot based on feedback from our nurses. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's not, when I look at the list, what I see is, you know, like I said before, uh, you know, it's very difficult to, to get reviews, right? I mean, not, the vast majority of people do not leave reviews. Um, and so when, a, when, I, when you see companies who are getting a lot of reviews, there's, there's really, there's a, it's clear that there is an, an incentive that there's a, you know, you're going above and beyond. And of course it can go the other way too. Right, it's pretty rare that people have an average experience and they go and leave a review. Right. Um, and so, when you see those companies on the list, uh, it, it's actually quite impressive. And and you know, if you take those top twenty companies too, the reason that we list twenty is because the average score is so high for those top twenty. I mean, they're scoring in terms of a customer satisfaction score. What you would see is, man, those twenty companies. Are really knocking it out of the park in terms of providing great service mm-hmm. and so what it indicates to me is that you know the industry as a whole is doing a pretty good job there's no shortage of great uh, services out there um, and it really then just becomes about choosing the right service and and uh, finding the right fit for the for the traveler so remind me again the top 20 represents approximately like what percentage of our industry as a whole yeah so my guess is about is about five percent right uh, excuse me yeah, about 5%. So if you figure if there's about 350 companies, right? Mm-hmm. 20 would be roughly like five to 8% of the companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I would say is if you even stretched out even further, and what, what I do is now that I have all those scores in a spreadsheet, I'll look at the average score for the entire industry, right? Across these platforms. And that too is actually quite high relative to other industries. Now, of course, there are companies that are scoring abysmally low that are out there, unfortunately. Um, but as an industry, uh, I think that it would be fair to say that the customer satisfaction rate in the industry is fairly high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you took that, like that's something I think I'm I'm really proud of. It, you know, being that one of those companies that you know we're not a large company by any means. We're mid-sized. There's a lot of mid-sized companies the exact same size as us on that list with really really good scores, and I think that that truly represents the industry as a whole. Right, right. I, and I think that's a great thing. It's, it, you know, to me, it shows that the industry is doing a great job. Um, and, and, you know, again, it's not that we're just pulling that out of thin air kind of thing, pulling that, uh, that statement out of thin air. You know, it's based on the reviews of the travelers. And while I will say this, is that there, there are interesting things. Like, so, for example, Travel Nursing Central and Highway Hypodermics try and um, – have a system whereby they want to make sure that people are leaving good reviews if they're going to leave bad reviews, which I totally understand because the 
the uh, incentive to leave a bad review is so much higher. When you've uh, received horrible service, the incentive is very high to leave a bad review, So, and it's much less to leave a good review. So I think that it's cool that those platforms sort of try and make an attempt to balance that out. But at the same time, the other services of Facebook, uh, you know, Indeed, Glassdoor, they're not making that attempt to do that. And so really what you end up getting is a really good cross-section of what the perception of the industry is by looking at all of those reviews. And again, it, it's pretty solid. It's pretty solid. My brain just hurts thinking about uh, all the work that you go into there. I mean, it's it's definitely, <laughs> there's so much information out there mm -hmm. in, in our industry, um, you know, good and bad. And like you said, it, it is, you know, you go to a restaurant, it's very easy to leave a bad remark with a bad review than it is to go in and say how awesome your service was. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just, that's social social interaction, you know, at its finest right, right. there. Right. So it is, uh, I commend you for putting that time in there to, to search through those and, and do those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Well, thank I, I, I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm, I'm really, we're really happy that it's, you know, that it, it's a valued kind of thing. And I think it does provide a really good, a good tool for, for the healthcare professional. And, you know, of course, we'll, at some point when I get around to, you know, we, last year what we did was we published, we didn't publish the entire list with all of the data in it because, of course, there's sort of copyright issues with that. I can't post the reviews that other websites have on them, or at least I'm not comfortable doing so. Mm -hmm. But what we do is we post the entire list with links to the pages where you can find the reviews on each of the services. And we'll post that soon, too, so that people can see, uh, you know, every company and how they ranked and figure out their own score and, you know, what they might need to do to improve and that kind of stuff. Um, and I think just by virtue of being, you know, on the list, it's, it's a huge, huge, uh, you know, um, sort of kudos to the company. And hopefully it kind of maybe lifts the industry to, to aspire to, to get on there and, you know, perform better. So. Right. I hope so. That's, I, I think so. I mean, it's just, it's driving me to get high, to make, to, to do better, to perform better on the right. list next year. Right. So, I mean, we've already talked about that. I'm already working on plans for that. So yeah. we'll, we'll be well, up there. You guys are, I mean, it, it's going to be difficult to, I mean, I, I'm sure there's always room for improvement. I've never one to say that you can never improve, but you guys are doing a bang up job as it is. So kudos to, to, you know, efforts to improve that even further. Thank you. Thank you. So last question. As, as the years go on, how do you see this list evolving and, and growing? Yeah, yeah, so that's, a, that's a great question because, you know, it gets to, one of the things that it gets to is this idea that, you know, it's not our data that, that, we're, that we're looking at. And also remember that there's this important thing to understand about the list too, and that is that I'm looking at the high level, you know, sort of aggregated data that they've already aggregated on their own. In other words, point, for example, if you go to um, Indeed and you look at a company's score, what Indeed is going to show is a sort of rounded up um, version of the score, right? So they might show like 4.3 or 4.2 or 4.4. They're not going to show 4.17623, right? Um, and where they get that number is from, you know, they're just averaging the reviews that they have. And so one of the ways that I could potentially see the list evolving over time, if we're able to have success and able to get um, where we want to be, would be to, instead of going out and just collecting that sort of aggregate top level data, right, that average score, that we really, really drill down and we go out and create uh, a software tool that would um, go out and scrape the data 
off of the sites and pull in each individual score into a spreadsheet so that we could then determine what that true average score was to the decimal point, right? To the fourth or fifth decimal point so that we could then really have um, a good way to measure a, or a spot on, you know, perfect way of measuring the improvement year over year in company reviews the um, and the total average score, the true aggregate score of the companies, um, which I think, you know, if you looked at the list this year, and which we did, Rich, and you saw that, you know, the separation within that group that was between number three and number 12 mm -hmm. is probably, is definitely, it's less than one point. And in some cases it was less than, you know, two tenths of a point. Yep, yep. So getting that type of really granular level data could help, you know, uh, add an extra level to the list, an extra level of, you know, legitimacy or, or um, you know, perfection to the list. Mm -hmm. So um, we might try to do that. It's a pretty tough haul to develop a software plot, uh, you know, system that'll do that. But I think it's definitely doable. And I think it's definitely kind of worth it. It could be used on other things as well. Um, but I think it would be an interesting uh, task for us. You know, it, I would be curious uh, in what your thoughts are. Maybe one or two things that companies are doing really good that help their scores and maybe one or two things that really are hurting the people are hurting our industry. What would you, would you have some insight on what a couple of those things would be? Right, right. So um, in that regard, I think there are kind of, you know, just off the top of my head, I think there are really two separate sort of categories here. Um, the first one is sort of the thing, the first category involves what, what companies are actually doing to provide service, right? Um, and that category, what we see routinely when we, cause I'll go and I'll, like I said, spot check the reviews. I read a lot of reviews. I look at the reviews of the companies and, you know, we're looking at just like you guys looking at social media and reading what people are saying about the companies. And, you know, the big things have to do with, you know, um, treating the, the healthcare professional, like a number versus like a, you know, an integral part of the team kind of thing, um, that personalized approach. So when companies, one of the, I think one of the struggles for any growing companies as you grow to maintain that personal uh, touch, because that is something that's very important to the travel healthcare professional, just given what the agency is providing to them um, in terms of services. Uh, you know, it's a very, very uh, profound set of services. It's a set of, set of services that we don't typically find in other services, right? Like your setting of housing and creating travel arrangements and sending them to places. It's just a it's a pretty profound set of services, a pretty important set of services. So maintaining that personal touch is, is very important, I think. Um, and then of course, having clarity in, in terms of like what goes on in the process, like providing clear pay packages so that the healthcare professional doesn't feel like they've been, um, you know, swindled in any way, shape or form, or that they've been, that the pay package has been mis misrepresented. So I think that there are companies out there that struggle with that just in terms of, you know, it's, it's kind of, that's a difficult, uh, aspect of the of the uh, of the process to really get right. Um, so just making the pay packages clear, making the process clear, um, being open to answering uh, questions without there being any sort of um, you know strings attached. Like I think that companies that are willing to answer questions before an application or skills checklist is filled out, they tend to have a higher level of service and a higher level of you know, trust in the industry, uh, or at least among the travel healthcare professionals. So those kinds of things are things on the service side of things. And then on the, the other category that I think about, 
uh, is, and that I see, it's not something that I came up with, but you can just see it. And that is that there are companies out there who are very good at brand management, right? And Rich and I talked about this briefly in our call the other day. And that is this whole concept of, you know, if is essentially, you know, understanding as a company, how important reviews are these days, um, the, the numbers are actually really, really shocking, you know, and, and the just, pop off the page, you know, the glass door will do review, will do uh, surveys because of course glass door is a big review company. That's kind of one of their things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the number of, you know, people who are aged 35 and younger. So the millennials and younger who utilize reviews as their primary source of making a purchasing decision, it's just astronomical. It's like 70, 80 plus percent of them cite reviews as their num- the number one way that they make uh, a, a a purchasing decision or a uh, buying decision. And that's kind of what's happening here. Um, and so really for the companies is to recognize, you know, that brand management is important, that it's important to follow up with the, the candidates over time to make sure that they're staying happy, um, to address any uh, problems as they arise, uh, you know, and, and to, to fix any wrongs and right all of the things that are, that are going bad in, in the process, because it happens, it happens all the time. And oftentimes it's not the fault of the agency in any way, but, really the agency is kind of the one on the hook to sort of take care of those things and just recognizing that and making sure that, that the experience is, um, you know, as, as positive as it can be for the traveler. No, I, yeah. I think, you know, even asking the question and stuff, but that makes so much sense right. um, on there. The, the younger and younger generations are more inclined. I have more mm-hmm. nurses every day saying, hey, I did the research on the hospital and these are my issues or this, these are my issues on the location mm-hmm. um, and things like that because they are doing the research. So right. I think that's spot on. Very cool. Yeah. Right, right. Well, Kyle, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being on with us today. I want to take a personal second to recognize our friends across town who are number one on this list. Primetime. Great job, fellas. Yeah, you guys, that's, that's great. That's impressive. So uh, I, I, we're coming for you. We'll, uh, we'll be closer next year. <laughs> so. well, well, I have no doubt you guys will. And, and thank you very much, Rich and Adam, for having, having me on. I really appreciate it. It's been great to be here. Thanks again, Kyle. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. All right, thank thanks. you.